Today we begin a new series that I am titling, Do Your Job. It was during the most recent Super Bowl where the New England Patriots came from behind that the world witnessed the greatest comeback victory of all times. Prior to that Super Bowl, no team had ever come back from a deficit of more than 10 points. The New England Patriots found themselves down by as much as 25 points at one time, but in the second half of the game, managed to come back and win. Like many people, I was curious as to what the coach had told them in the locker room to rally, to motivate the troops, to give it their best, to do their all, to come back and play like champions. Uh, several of the news commentators, political pundits, and talking to some of the athletes who were busy celebrating asked the question, what did the coach tell you in the locker room? And they responded by saying he told us what he's told us all the time. A further inquisition said, well, what did he say? He told us to do our job. As I thought about it, they're professional athletes, and even though many of us look at it for the sport of football, this represents their livelihood. This represents their reputation. This represents their career. I thought about that as it relates to the body of Christ. What if every member of the body of Christ did his or her job? Perhaps where it looks like Satan has the upper hand, we could orchestrate a come-from-behind victory and make a difference in the communities in which our churches reside. Uh, this series is designed to be a loving, encouraging, not a condemning or ridiculing series of do your job. Because as I think about it, uh, the owner, Mr. Kraft, the coach, Belichick, Tom Brady, the quarterback, and all the fans of the New England Patriots want the Patriots to win. But everyone who wants them to win is not playing on the field. This message, this series, is designed for those persons on the field in the body of Christ to do their job. And in order for any team to do its job. They have to understand the possibilities, the potential, and the practice for doing their job. I want to look principally then at the first two verses of Ephesians chapter 1. Uh, the Bible says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus, and are faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that all scripture is profitable. And even though this on the surface looks like just a salutation, the book of Ephesians in essence really gives us the rudiments 
for why we should do our job, and it starts off right here in verse 1. The first thing I want you to notice is that the possibilities for doing your job are limitless when you exercise spiritual responsibility with divine authority. Let me show it to you in the text. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God. This phrase, Paul, an apostle, apostleship, was the was Paul's spiritual responsibility in the body of Christ. And by the will of God represents divine authority. The first thing you and I must understand in doing our jobs in the body of Christ is we need to know our spiritual gift, our spiritual responsibility. Then we have to have the divine authority to use it. Let me give an example that perhaps would help us understand this a little clearer. A person may be in a location where an armed bandit comes to rob them. <clears throat> that armed bandit has authority because he's got a weapon. He's got responsibility, whether he uses it correctly or not. Another person who may be an innocent bystander could have the responsibility of carrying a weapon in their person or on their person. Somebody else may pull out a mobile phone in this digital age, dial 911, and have the police show up immediately. At that particular point when the police show up, there are three guns that are being handled with responsibility, whether that responsibility is irresponsibility on the part of the, uh, the gun person who is looking to rob the place, but only one of those guns has authority, and that's the police officer. It's one thing to operate in the body of Christ in the authority of the individual, but it's another thing because the Holy Spirit is the one who gives the gifts to men and women in the body of Christ, and when he gives it, then he gives it so that we might have the authority to operate in it. The possibilities of doing your job result when you exercise spiritual responsibility with divine authority. The second thing that I want you to notice is that the potential for doing your job is matchless when your position and progression in Christ are consistent. Your potential for doing your job is matchless when your position and progression in Christ are consistent. Again, in verse 1, the letter is addressed to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus. I want you to see two things here. Uh, your position in Christ. It says to the saints 
who are in Ephesus. That's a local position for them, Ephesus. There's a local position for every community of faith that assembles as the church. Yet at the same time, it's a global position because it says in Christ, uh, based on our belief, based on our profession, based on our faith, based on our desire to invite Christ into our life and having invited him into our life, we are in Christ. That's once and for all. That's an eternal position. But yet at the same time, our progression, how we grow, the choices we make, our behavior is characterized by our choice, those who are faithful. Your position based on your belief, your progression based on your behavior. Behavior always follows belief. If you believe the weather person when they said it's going to rain, if you believe them, your behavior would say, I need a raincoat, I need a hat, I need an umbrella, I need to prepare, I need galoshes. Behavior follows belief. And since our belief, our profession of faith, gives us the position in Christ. Now our progression, our continual growth needs to be consistent and our behavior characterized by the choices that we make because all who are in Christ are not faithful. And he describes those who make that choice as being faithful. The last thing that I want you to notice today is the practice of doing your job is effortless when you rely upon grace and peace. The practice of doing your job is effortless when you rely upon grace and peace. The second verse of Ephesians chapter 1 Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It's interesting the direction and the flow of grace and peace in this text. Grace flows to the believer, the one whose position and progression are characterized as in Christ and faithful. Grace to you so that you might be patient and purposeful when dealing with others. Anyone who has experienced the grace of God needs to be willing to offer grace in a patient and purposeful manner in dealing with other people. And since we don't live life in isolation and God didn't create his body in isolation, we need grace to be able to deal with one another. Peace from God, our Father. 
reminds us that we're dealing with brothers and sisters, relationships in which we do not have a choice. We did not choose who our siblings would be. We discovered them one day or they discovered us, but we had no choice in that relationship. This is a reminder that as we have peace from God, we ought to recognize that God as our Father in the body of Christ, we become brothers and sisters eternally in a relationship for which we had no choice in the matter at all. Then it says, peace from the Lord Jesus Christ. This reminds us that we have an intercessor on the team who understands the human condition because he has lived life just like we are living it in the present. He knows the struggles of the flesh. He knows that the body gets tired. He knows uh, the emotions of humanity, what it's like to be rejected, what it's like to be frustrated, what it's like to be angry, what it's like to be hungry, what it's like to experience uh, being alone. He knows us physically and emotionally. He understands the spiritual nature of man. And since we have an intercessor, somebody on the team who knows what we're going through, he's able to be the example for how we can overcome. And in this particular case, how we can do our jobs to the fullest. You see, the practice of doing your job is effortless when you rely upon grace and peace. Grace and peace are the supernatural, the supernatural endowment that come from God that allows us to do with ease those things that we could not accomplish in our own strength and an attempt to accomplish it might result in great difficulty and frustration. But with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords interceding on our behalf and an all-powerful, all-knowing, ever-present God bestowing upon us grace and his peace, we're able to do our job. Yes, the potential, the possibilities, and the practice of doing our job is manifested when we surrender our life to Jesus Christ. The hymn writer says, All to Jesus I surrender, all to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live. As we surrender to him for salvation, that gets us started but then you and I must make the conscious decision to surrender our life daily so that we might adequately do our job.